0: our last ep- upload was july 8th. Yeah. Um it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been like 3 weeks to a month worth of minutes. Um we were at summer camp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> student, There's there's, student there's, past a, there's a good
1: reason. There's a good reason yeah, that we've been it's gone not for like a while.
0: This wasn't the this wasn't the syrup ranch debate stopping the we, podcast.
1: Although <laughs> that came it, close. It was close. That came okay. close. Don't bring it up. But
0: but no we've been we've been at summer camp and when we got back from summer camp we took like a week to recover from Die. said summer camp because yeah. summer camp is long like summer camp is tough it takes a toll on your body on your mental state on your spiritual state and yeah. so uh, yeah that's where we've been so we're still here and i love my students OK, Love it. <laughs> they're, they're phenomenal. OK, I just feel like I have a really unique group of students. And here's the frustrating thing. OK, I'm 24 and I'm still really immature. And that means that middle school and high school comedy, like their jokes, mm-hmm. it makes me laugh. Like yeah. it, re- I had a kid during small groups just ramble- randomly say among us and it, it actually made me laugh. And, of course, when I laugh, it derails the entire conversation. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah. My kids are hilarious, and I have to, like, be really mature and not laugh at their jokes so that they don't, you know, keep going and, and distract everyone. Of course. Well, at summer camp, I am walking towards worship session. Okay? So, we have evening worship after dinner, and I'm walking towards evening worship and someone like taps me on the shoulder as I'm walking over there. They're like, "Hey, Vic, uh, is is that your kid over there? Is that your student?" And I'm like, "This is never a good sign, is. by the way." <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, "It is. Like, is and that, that like, your
1: kid?" It's like, um, "It's like may, maybe, maybe,
0: yeah." <laughs> and he's kind of like off to the side. He's kind of like off to yeah. the side, sitting sitting in the grass. No one's around him. So I walk up to him. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? You ready for evening worship? You've been enjoying camp? And he, like, looks up to me, and he's got his hands covered like he's holding something, kind of like how you would hold, like, a caterpillar or something as a kid. Yeah. And I don't think much of it. And he's like, Victor, guess what I'm doing? And I was like, what? He's like, I'm going to revive this moth. And he opens (laughs) his hand. Okay? And, like, it's a massive moth. I mean, like, wingspan is like a foot. Like, this is no joke. We're in the mountains, so, like...
1: He's holding th- this dead mo- moth. These moths were the size of dinosaurs. Like they yeah, were like big. a solid like eight to ten centimeters. I, I don't know if yes. that's long. But like they were, they were massive, massive, massive yes. moths. And yeah.
0: he's sitting there and he's like got his two fingers and he's giving it like CPR. Like trying to resuscitate this moth. And I'm like, you know what, man? God's creation is beautiful. Um, <laughs> thank you. Like I like you will be rewarded in heaven yeah. for your attempts to save uh, his creation, and I walked away and died laughing because <laughs> that's just one of my favorite student memories of all times, bro. Like there's so I will any, die there's with so many that.
1: funny. There's so many funny things that happen at camp, um, yeah. Like. <laughs> it's it's, it's always like you want to go like yes the worship was awesome like yes we love the bible but like the things that i'm thinking about coming back from camp are like (laughs) the bus rides are always hilarious the cabin time is hilarious like the staff does dumb things you have kids reviving moths and stuff like that um (laughs) and i I have a hard time like encouraging my students and telling them that they're not funny um, because like one of our rules for small group, like a legitimate rule for us yeah. is that you are not as funny as you think you are, which is a great, so it's rule. like respect. It's a fantastic rule. It's like, respect your elders, respect your leaders, respect your people. You're not as funny as you think you are. Um, yes. but man, sometimes they are funny. They are <laughs> and, like, and sometimes are. it's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you see a kid trying to revive a moth and I'm like, man, I can't pass through this. I yeah. can't pass through this. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's sweet. That's wholesome. I'm going to laugh that moth. Yes. Yeah. Do it. I'll see you in Do worship, Do the Lord's buddy. work. I'll see you in yeah.
0: worship. I just, I, and you say it a lot, and this is good. It's like student ministry is balancing the immaturity and the maturity. And yep. my students are so funny. Yeah. But I cannot laugh at their jokes because I have to be mature, but also know when to balance this immaturity to like get along with them and invite <laughs> them into community. And it's a tough act. Bro,
1: it's tough speaking speaking of that do you want to know what joke i got really tired of throughout our camp um (laughs) so the with the with the the way we broke it up is we have like a middle school specific camp with like all these middle schoolers that come we have a high school specific camp um and during our morning show we had this thing called like the wheel of doom where like all of our student directors had to like win a game you lose the game you have to spend the wheel of doom and do like a specific punishment um And so, uh, I ended up losing like the very first day of middle school camp. Um, and my Brutally punishment losing, well, I didn't know how to spell YouTube and <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how to spell YouTube. And <laughs> yeah, I was, bad. that, that it was, was hard that watch. was my punishment. It was hard to compete. Um, but my punishment was wearing this where's Waldo costume for 24 hours straight in the middle yes. of the summer in the mountains. And this is like, yes jumping in the wave pool, doing all these other things. And this costume, like, I kid you not, was three sizes too small. I'm six foot six. And you're six
0: foot 12.
1: Yeah. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm a tall drink of water. I'm a string bean. I'm a hairy Mm Q-tip. And so like trying to fit into this like little Waldo (laughs) costume, just smushed all my organs together. And it felt like a, a straight jacket for 24 hours, but that wasn't even the worst part. The thing that I got really tired was, was every single middle schooler. Imagine this. Every single middle school sees you for 24 hours 400 straight. middle schoolers. Four, I found Waldo. I found <laughs> Waldo. There he Waldo. is. Yeah. Well, the hard part was like playing paintball. And so now you have all these middle schoolers with like paintball guns and I'm six foot yes. six in a striped costume with a beanie and yes. glasses running around just getting lit up by sixth graders. Lit. Lit up, dude. Lit up. Yeah. They made
0: you jump in the wave pool with it on.
1: They didn't make me. I did it. I got peer pressure, Well, which, you know, I, I, I I walked up to the wave pool and I stood on the edge and then it was really, it was, it was, it was a powerful moment because like (laughs) all these middle scorers started chanting Waldo, Waldo, Waldo. And I'm like, this is who I am now. This is, this is (laughs) me. I I can get used to this. I can, I can get used to this. The attention was kind of nice for 30 seconds. Um, and then I kind of pulled their leg and I walked back down the steps and they immediately turned Savage. like, yep. like I, I now know how Jesus and Barabbas felt at the crowd. Like they all flipped <laughs> and they were just like, crucify him, burn him. Yeah. Like they started booing yeah. me.
0: And you were walking he, on palm tree leaves and then yeah. all of a sudden they were carrying you to the cross.
1: It's, yeah. it's a gospel picture. Um, yes. and it's striped one. don't preach. Um, but I realized what kind of man I am is that I caved to the peer pressure of middle schoolers and I dove yes. headfirst into the Waldo in a full wears Waldo costume. Um, but it was, it was a beautiful like, moment. It was, it, it was beautiful. Poetic, poetic, poetic. <laughs> <laughs> of sorts.
0: Po- poetic.
1: Um, um well, yeah, the,
0: that's where we've been for the a, past. It feels like camp was like four weeks long. Like, that's really what we've does.
1: been doing. Yeah, so that's
0: where we've been, but we are back, back again, um, as the infamous Slim Shady says, and so, yeah, we're pumped, so we're hopefully going to be back on our week-to-week schedule, I know a couple of weeks ago on our last upload, we were talking about a part two, um, and we just decanonized that, we said, (laughs) you know what, no thanks, you know, we're tired, so we just, we yeeted it, look, Look, out if, if, of, our, if, of our lineup here.
1: If DC can get rid of the Batgirl movie and just be like, nope, it doesn't yes. exist anymore. We can do that with that episode. Um, yes. Primarily because we want to talk about camp. Um, yes. And all the things that encompass it and the beauty of it and the hard things of it and the way that God moves. And is camp really even necessary in Western yeah. evangelical student ministry culture? Um, yeah. We're, we're going to dive into everything. So it'll be a good one.
0: So with all of that said, what is up, guys? My name is Victor, and I'm a student pastor at a local church in North Carolina.
1: And my name is Reagan Jones, also a student pastor at a local church in North Carolina. And welcome to Sanctified-ish conversations with pastors who have not figured it out. Gosh, that was i was saying good. that. That was good. Yeah, I was, that I was, I was, that was good. I was, I was worried, worried we'd forget that.
0: something. <laughs>
1: it's been too I was, long. <laughs> I can say that in my <laughs> sleep now. Um, but man, I, I think this is kind of... Well, one, I just kind of, we talked about like some of the, the fun parts of camp, um, yeah. man, I just kind of want to hear like, what were some of like the really awesome things that God does? Because regardless of whatever camp you go to, for some reason, when you get alone with God for an extended period of time, the Holy spirit always moves. Um, yeah. so man, what, what are just some like awesome testimonies, not just what God did in the lives of our student ministry, but what are some testimonies of what God kind of showed you over the last yeah. two weeks of camp?
0: The thing that camp does, I think for me and in my heart is it is a hyper, you know, it it is a pastoral ministry that is, you know, that we feel throughout the year. Like I feel like a pastor during the year, but then we go to camp and you get this kind of insane pastoral responsibility in that like things are hitting the fan and things are happening and students are going through tough times and things you know things come out and and you just have to like really be a pastor and yeah. come alongside students and care for them and leaders and and i think what camp did for me this year and and we had a whole episode about this a while ago but it reminded me of how much i love caring for and being with and leading my students yeah and I think the Lord is used camp in a really unique way to remind me that I should remain content in the places that he has me in now Yeah. because where he has me now matters. Yeah. And for a little more context around that, I started at our church about four years ago and my first year at camp, my campus brought two people and that was like really tough. I had been at our church for like three months our campus yeah. didn't have a student ministry for like two years and we were just like really struggling to get momentum. So I came in, we had one family and they came to camp brother and sister and <laughs> fast forward, fast forward four years later. Okay. We brought 40 students to camp.
1: That's now, awesome. That's awesome. It's
0: a, we are a smaller campus at our church and I don't like The what the Lord has been doing in my heart over the past couple of days isn't patting myself on the back for the work that I've done to bring more students to camp. Yeah, it's more been a realization of how faithful God has been over the course of four years. Because I can't tell you how many nights after small groups when we didn't have a lot of people, or nights where I just came home discouraged, and I would literally be in tears yeah. about like why, why is my ministry struggling? Like out of all the ministries I could have been a part of, why is mine struggling? It was very, it was this very self-centered, self-serving focus that I had on ministry. But yeah. when I look over the course of the past four years, like God has just reminded me, it's not yours. You're not doing it. You're not doing the work. You're not accomplishing the things. You're not producing the fruit. You're just here. Yeah. You're going to be obedient and I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. And that's what I think the Lord has been bringing me through over the past couple of years. And so, camp this year was just a really cool reminder of God's faithfulness. Yeah. And a really cool reminder of how incapable I am of doing ministry on my own. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was really cool. Like a lot of sanctification in my own heart camp was tiring. I'm still tired. Yeah. Like I was yawning a lot today. <laughs> I'm just still like physically yeah, no, we're, hurting we're, a little we're bit. We're still
1: feeling it. We're still feeling it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but man, like it is just really cool to see that as like all the work God was doing in the lives of our students, it was really cool to watch, but it's also really cool to experience God's sanctifying yeah. work in your own life at camp too.
1: Yeah. No, I I think like that camp for me was actually a very similar thing where it's like the, the, the two big things that I always take away from camp regardless of the year is that like God always saves, um, every single year and that never gets old. And I'm always insufficient for the red flag stuff, like just the managing of the people, leading people to like, I don't have the capability to care for the things that God has put in my hands every single year. Those are the things that he yeah. does and reveals in me, um, which are awesome this year. I think like kind of was similar to you, like Vic and I were talking about like building Bethel's earlier on today and like, he just, God keeps on doing this in a very specific way for me. Um, we talked a little bit about this on the podcast, um, but I get to oversee our student worship team at our church. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a crazy thing because I'm not musical. That's not my background. Like I came here yeah. as an intern and the one thing I was planted in my lap was a student worship team that had, uh, I think one college resident that was leading it and one other girl. And that was our entire team. And, um, at the camp that's now three and a half years later, something like that. Um, we now have like a fully fledged student worship team that's kind of going across uh, all of our campuses and they've written a couple of original songs. And on one of the mornings, like our worship leaders for that week passed the baton Um, to these students that got to lead other high school students in a song that we got to write two years ago. And man, you can talk about like, I love that song, but I'm biased. You can talk about great song, mid song, terrible song. For me, I'm weeping in the back because I get that. That for me is such a tangible, like, I will not forget that for the rest of my life because that song is centered around Psalm 11 where it's like in his presence is the fullness of joy and at his right hand is uh, pleasures forevermore that our student ministry wrote that song in the middle of COVID. And I remember texting one of my friends where I was like, man, I don't know what God is doing in my life right now. Um, I wanna go into ministry and the only thing I have is a student worship team and it's eight kids and it's COVID and we're not even meeting. And I didn't see what God was doing in the moment. And now two and a half, three years later, I'm looking at these students leading all these other students to the throne room of God with a song that we got to write when everything else was terrible. The joy of the Lord was there. And man, that, that was just such, it's just, it's such a surreal moment. Like I'm still not over that. And like, I even got to share the testimony of that song with the rest of our student ministry. And the reason like that gets me excited is because I hope our student ministry catches a glimpse of this, but especially for those students that helped write that song and they're in that group, like, that is something that if, whether or not they play a guitar and pick up a guitar for the rest of their life, they will remember that. And they will remember yeah. the faithfulness of God. they like, God showed up in a very specific way in a very specific time, not just in their lives and in my life. And yeah. man, like, that's like, when I come back from camp, I'm like, yeah, God saved and did all these things. But like, he reminded me, like, I got to like, see this, like, he's like, don't you remember what I did? when you didn't see anything don't you remember the things that i'm doing and so now when you look at your life going forward and there are things right now where i'm like i don't see what god is doing and i don't see how he's answering these prayers and i'm like what are the things 3 years from now 4 years from now 5 years from yeah. now that i'll look back and like man god was working here and now and i didn't even notice it um man i i cried non-stop that entire day yeah
0: <laughs> that As you should day.
1: Have. it's just like <laughs> man he's really 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 faithful um yeah and i came back from camp wanting to be more aware um of the things that god is doing right now that i'm just not seeing um so it was good man i mean it was good
0: the thing that i have to keep reminding myself and i don't know if this like i don't know where this thought originates from but reagan and i are two of the younger people on our team (laughs) And me being 24, Reagan being 25. And the thing that I keep coming back to is who am I to be in the position that the Lord has put me in and to be able to witness all of the awesome things that God has not just done in the past, but is like continually doing even right now. Yeah. And when you sit back and you just Look at the Bethels that you build across the years of ministry. Reagan and I have only been in ministry for like both of us less than five years. Yeah. And it's like I can count countless occasions where the Lord has shown up and done amazing things. And so it's convicting when I'm faithless because it's like I have no excuse to be faithless. Yeah. But also, who am I to be in the position that I'm in right now? Because literally, the illustration that i constantly come back to is i'm just sitting on the sidelines watching god what he do what he does best yeah i have like front row seats to it
1: yeah well and i think that's like
0: and camp is a perfect picture of that
1: yeah and uh, you already even mentioned it where it's like if you can even look at the ways that like god has been faithful to grow your ministry over the years and i think you kind of even compare that with like student worship it's like Yeah, man, you don't control your numbers. I think any student pastor will understand that. It's like, you can pour a lot and be really faithful and the numbers won't grow. You can also not be faithful at all and have really large numbers. Like it's very hard to like grow it organically and faithfully. Um, God does it. And I think even with like the student worship stuff, like, man, there's a thousand other people that you would put in front of me qualified people to run that for some reason, it fell into my lap and to see God use it. I'm like, that's clearly not me because I'm not qualified for that. Um, and I think it's those things. It's the humbling things that if God grew things, I don't know how I feel about this kind of processing this out loud, but if God blessed the things that I was good at, it would be so much easier for me to be like, no, I could do that. I can do that because that's where I'm gifted in but I'm seeing God honestly seems to be blessing the things that I'm like, that's not my gifting. That's not my strength. I don't really know what I'm doing. And when that grows, I have no other option to be like, well, it's clearly not me. Like it's very obvious to everybody else and very obvious to me. So that has to be the Lord. And I think that's how he likes to work. um, Yeah. And likes to do things. So. Find what you suck at, and the Lord will grow it.
0: <laughs> it's 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 almost like Scripture talks about this idea. It's amazing. That in our weakness, God will will bless Preach when, on it. us when we operate out of Preach our weaknesses. On it. It's almost Preach like it. you know Paul talked about that a lot. Yeah, and it, it's just so fascinating to me because we're at camp, man. 11 days, 10 days at camp it's tiring like physically it takes a toll on your body yeah you're not sleeping on the greatest of beds you're constantly especially for for us introverts we're constantly having to be around people and pour ourselves out and pastor and care and hold conversations and that just takes a crazy toll on your emotional spiritual and physical, body as much as i was sanctified and grown and the lord blessed my time at camp like it wore me out in the best yeah. way possible so you come home from camp yeah. and now it's it's almost like a truck hitting a brick wall right so maybe take me through the first 48 hours you get off the bus from camp your students go home you get in your car and you're driving home. You've gone from a million miles an hour to zero.
1: Yeah. What happens? (laughs) I, I hate that first night. I hate it. 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 And I actually like, I have two people that I text Vic being one of them where anytime we come home for retreats, anytime we come home from camps or anytime we're just like in these big spaces where it's like people, 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 and you're going hundred miles an hour. And then it's a dead stop. Like, I'm not married. I live by myself in a studio apartment. So I go from all of this stimulation to nothing. Dead nothing. And that's not good for me, I've realized. Um, And so like I have like Vic and like another person. I'm like, hey, y'all just like, y'all be praying for me tonight. It's like, I'm tired of people. I don't want to be around people. But like, I just need, I need some prayer right now. Um, Yeah. Because I think what I've found is that's when spiritual warfare is at the height for me. Because my body is physically tired. Uh, my mind is physically tired. Um, I'm spiritually full, but I'm also spiritually tired as well. Um, yeah. That it's like, it's a lot to pour out at these things, but I'm also really excited to see what the Lord does, but I'm also drained at the same time. And so that's when I've seen like my mental health to be at the worst is that first 48 yeah. hours coming back from camp. Um, like you, you, you would think that it's like this really awesome, like, hey, I'm going in and, I'm to be in the word for 48 hours coming home from camp. And honestly, man, like, it's not that it's, I laid flat on my back and I was like, do my students like me? Um, yeah. like, am I good at my job? Um, like, would it be better if I wasn't there? Like that, that, those are like, literally yeah. the things. And I think like, I haven't had to, I texted you about this, but it's been very tangible Like, I think there's spiritual warfare a lot for our students at camp. I think there's spiritual warfare for our staff when they get home. Um, And like, it's been very like, it's like oil and water in my head where I'm like, I know the Lord's thoughts because that comes from scripture. I know my thoughts because that's my voice. There's this third thought in my head that I'm like, you're very loud right now. And you're clearly not from me. And you're clearly not of the Lord because you're saying things about me and my ministry and my work that are not true. Um, and man, like, I'll just be real, like that voice has been the predominant voice in my head for, since we got back from camp. Um, and I just think that's the way that the devil likes to attack and he likes to tear down and, um, tries to get you when you're tired.
0: It's interesting because students will come home from camp with a camp high. (laughs) praise God right like they come home they're fired up you know like they're ready to dive into the word like for example every Tuesday I post on our church's uh, student uh, Instagram account like we'll do like a mental health spiritual health checkup, and and I'll ask a whole bunch of questions and usually we get between 10 and 15 responses on those right well today when I did it we got like 78 responses Oh, wow. And it's because all of these kids are coming home from camp and they're like, I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm diving into the word they're fired yeah. up. And I slept for 18 hours and then took a six hour nap after that.
1: <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um, I think for me coming home from camp this year, the spiritual warfare didn't hit me. So we got back from camp on Wednesday. Yeah. I don't think the spiritual warfare hit me until Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why that is. I came home and I was just physically done. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. I my body was not made to climb up a mountain for 10 days straight. And that's how camp is. And so I think I was just physically done. I like yeah. lost 14 pounds, which like, praise God, because I needed it. But also yeah. I'm tired. And so I came home and just like physically was out of it. And then as my body started to recover, Then I started hearing that third voice kind of poke and kind of like weave its way into my thought patterns. And like, I think that's when my mental health is because I slip into like these days where I'll just wake up and I just will not know what's wrong. Like I'll just wake up in like this depressive state where I have no motivation. I'm very numb. I'm very apathetic for whatever reason. Like I'll slip into these states every now and again, like, like. I woke up Sunday and I was like in that mm-hmm. and I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. But when I woke up in that, Satan was like, okay, opportunity. Right. Right, And that's where, that's where I struggle. And so, yeah, I, I think I experienced a lot of the same things you did. I think maybe our timelines were a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but now that we're like a week removed, like we've been home from camp for a week we've gotten through that first chunk i think one thing that was really helpful for both of us was like we went and we splurged on a really nice dinner
1: and like that was key, helpful that was helpful like
0: I, I i don't like it was really helpful like we went and we bought t-bone steaks and like yeah. hung out and i we think had, that was very helpful yeah. <laughs> physically spiritually emotionally
1: well it's just um, like a, a reintegration back into society and <laughs> it's like yes. a it's, yes. it's a replenishing of the body. And it's like, it's just good to like, I mean, like Vic and I spent 11 days together, but we didn't spend much time together, if that makes sense. Right. And so it's like, we just got to sit down and be like, all right, there's no middle schoolers around us. Like, let's have a steak. Boom. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy one another's company and let's just like have yeah. a good time. And I think that's, I think, been a big thing for me is figuring out coming off of these camp weeks and these spiritual high weeks is, all right, I need to have an action plan of when I go home because I now know this about myself that those first 48 yeah. to 72 hours, I'm not good. Um, and like, I need to refuel myself. I need to refuel my heart. Um, and I need to like, honestly, have my friends praying for me because yeah. I can have a T-bone steak, but spiritual warfare is still going on. Um, and, and I, <laughs> I, I, I says, but, I think, I think for for those like who don't know what spiritual warfare means when we say this, yeah, like spiritual warfare is like you have physical warfare, fight with weapons. Spiritual warfare is this idea that there is a spiritual realm, then the devil is after you. So it's kind of like the idea of man, you are the ant underneath the uh, the magnifying glass with the sunbeam kind of like that, that's what it feels like. It just feels like this overwhelming yeah. presence of like, whoa, that's not me. And I don't know where this came from and I don't know how to kind of stop it. I think that's like the best experiential way that I could explain spiritual warfare. Um, I think where I've kind of fallen is like, we know spiritual warfare happens at camp. And so like the person who preached for us at camp was like, Hey, spiritual warfare is happening. It's going like, you're getting distracted. The devil's telling you these different things. And we're so quick to believe victory in those moments. Yeah. But then when we come home, and we're experiencing similar spiritual warfare that our students just did, and we just preach victory to them. Now I find myself on flat on my back in my apartment, wondering why my thoughts are this way. Um, yeah, and, and I just think like that became very clear in the, the the discrepancy for me when we came home from camp.
0: It's real, like that spiritual warfare is real. And here's the here's the logical way that humans or pastors would process coming home from camp and logically it makes sense but spiritually it doesn't right so you spend 11 days with people especially introverts yeah. like the logical thing to do is to okay well i just spent 11 days with people now i'm gonna go hibernate for five days and not be around anyone ever and yeah. what happens is is you go from one extreme to the other and I think it's almost like being in a hot tub and then jumping into a pool. Yeah. It's like this really cold shock that you get. And it gives Satan an opportunity in that shock to start poking at you. Yeah. And so logically, it makes sense to s- just seclude yourself from everyone. But man, even for introverts, I think yeah. that it like coming home with a plan
1: yeah knowing when you can spend
0: time by yourself and secluded but also knowing that these first 48 72 hours the first a week coming home from camp that man you're really more susceptible to spiritual warfare in in that time to intentionally put yourself around people that give you life yeah and that help you recover and that give you good community like I think that's really helpful. Yeah. But it's really easy to convince ourselves, oh, well, I'm just gonna seclude myself for a week because I've been with people (laughs) for so long. And that's not necessarily the healthiest answer.
1: No, because like that's not what we tell our students either. So like when they like are come to us like, hey, like I want to go home and I want to read the Bible, great, that's awesome. You need a plan when you go home because you can't ride that emotional high for six months. Like even on the, like these great emotional experiences, we send our students home with plans. And I think the flip side, whatever I'm kind of learning is for like, student directors, at least for me and you and the way that we're wired, we know that coming off of camp, it's not always a spiritual highs. So in the same way we need plans for the great moments, we need plans for de-escalation coming down, yeah. knowing that like, hey, these are times where we're going to be vulnerable. These are times where we're going to be weak. These are not times to shrink away from community, although we don't need to be around 800 people at all times. Um, and I think there's a, there's a good way to balance that. And I know that like for pastors and ministers and youth leaders and stuff like that, like we probably can't be the only ones that experience stuff like that. Um, you may come home and just be on cloud nine. Like we have other student directors in our ministry that like, they're cool. They're ready to go the next day. (laughs) Um, it's not like a standard. Yeah. (laughs) The freaking energizer bunny, but like, it's not a, it's not a standard across the board. Um, but I think that's where it's like the devil knows you very well. And like, he knows the specific places to attack. So it may not be coming back from a camp when everything is tired, but he may get you when everything is great to forget God and focus on all the amazing things that are happening when you forget your one anchor. So I think there's the devil's strategic and how he weaves in spiritual warfare. Um, And with something as amazing as camp, clearly there's going to be spiritual warfare threaded all throughout. Um, So it shouldn't really come as a surprise to us.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, and I'm sure, you know, there are, we're, we're a really cool case where, man, we go to camp and like, God really does show up and yeah. amazing things happen and kids get saved. And, and when you have something like that, where, man, God is just saving people left and right, students' lives are being transformed, sin is being called out and convicted, and all of this awesome stuff is happening. It's like, yeah, Satan hates that. Yeah. That's like th- that is that is the worst thing for yeah. Satan and so naturally he's going to do everything in his might to want to destroy
1: that. Yep.
0: yep. And so it's almost silly of us to not expect a counterattack from Satan at some point in the process because God is moving. Yeah. And it, like Literally how I felt when I got home is, okay, so I'm at camp. I got this Ephesians 6 armor of God on and wielding it, and it's kind of heavy, but like I'm doing well, and I get home, and it's like, all right, time to take the armor off. Time to take it off. I'm going to go to bed now. Yeah. And Satan's just waiting for you to take the armor off. He's just waiting for it. Because the moment you do, it's boom. And that's when that third voice gets really loud. Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, I don't know. That's summer camp.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think this our is
0: experience.
1: And I think like when I've explained summer camp to people, I was like, it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows um, all on a Pop-Tart diet. And so it's just like this encompassing, <laughs> amazing, very tiring thing. But I think this is a good way to end this is that, um, man, like God brings a lot of beauty out of hard things and there are so many things to celebrate at camp and so Vic I know you have stories of salvation I have stories of salvation Vic why don't you just give a quick quick story of like man well, like this is what God did this is how this is how God saved someone and then I'll yeah. I'll share one and we'll we'll send it out
0: Yeah so the week before summer camp before we left I had the opportunity to kind of get on stage in front of our campus and we prayed for two things Our church prayed for every student who didn't know Jesus from our campus mm-hmm to come to know Jesus at summer camp. And then the second thing that we prayed for was for our students who already know Jesus and need to take the next step of obedience in their walk with him, that God would enable them to take that step of boldness. Yeah. And as I'm at summer camp and things are happening and, you know we have students get saved our campus had four students get saved we have three students that want to take that next step in baptism and so I get home from summer camp and I kind of forget that we prayed about that as a church yeah and then our campus pastor is like hey Vic this Sunday can you get up on stage and just celebrate the things that God did at camp and so I get up on stage and the song that we sang as a campus that morning was Great is Thy Faithfulness. That was kind of like the, that was the song that, that kind of ended. And then I walked up on stage. And so I had the opportunity to just be like, man, great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. Like church, if you're in here today and you're struggling to believe in God's great faithfulness, like, can I just show you how he responded to the prayers of our church. Like we as a body got together in groups and we prayed for our students salvation and that they would walk in obedience. And three weeks later, I can come back to you and say, God heard us and responded. Come on. And so that was, I think one of the coolest stories for our church to see. It's like, man, I know that there are people in our church who are struggling to believe in God's faithfulness. And here's an instance where in the course of three weeks, our people got to see a tangible response from the Lord on behalf of the prayers from his people. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. And it was yeah. a good reminder for me, like, man, great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. Um, because there are so many moments, even at summer camp where I was faithless. I was like, yeah, it'd sure be great if God saved this kid, but like, that's probably not going to happen. And then the next day, like Boom, I have this kid saved. run up to me. I'm a Christian <laughs> now. And I'm like, what? It's <laughs> when? win. Like great is thy faithfulness.
1: <laughs> those, those are the craziest stories. And like, yeah. we had a, we had a high schooler, um, come up to me at the, the end of camp. And like, he kind of walked out and he's like, bro, did you know the gospel's free? And I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you that for years, man. But he's like, no, he's like, I don't have to earn it. It's free. And it's given to me. And then he went on to explain how like the gospel affects everything else that he's doing in his life. And I'm like, it's everything that I've wanted him to tell me, but he did it on his own. And I'm like, dude, you get it. And I gave him a high five and he just walked away. And that was like nothing for him, but it was like, just like, oh, it clicked. And it's just like, It's the conversation, like, you're like we're, we're walking to the dining hall. And I'm like, those things, those yeah. things where it's like, yes, God saves people. And yes, he brings like students confess sin for the first time. But for the majority of camp, men, it's the little faithfulness. It's the little things that it's like, man, for that student, it clicked. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that's not a salvation moment. That's not like a dude ain't getting baptized. Like, it, that's one of those things where it's like, he just understands the gospel better and he yeah. understands God better and he understands the view of it. And I'm like, man, that's, that was my favorite conversation I think I've ever had with a student. Um, what a
0: line. Did yeah. you know the gospel is free? Did you know the gospel is free? It's my, that's my favorite line from I mean, a student
1: ever. I, I want to get that on a t-shirt and that's <laughs> like, that'll be our camp it's t-shirts such- next year. You know the gospels. is free. Um, you know the gospels. free. Come to camp. Um, you can With hear like the emoji
0: it. that's like kind of wink. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I, I love like, it. It was, it's those things that like, I'm yeah. exhausted. Um, there's been a lot of spiritual warfare from camp, but it's those things where I'm like, you give me a Benadryl and a two hour nap and I'm there again yeah. tomorrow. Um, 100%. Cause that, those are the things like, that's why I became a student pastor in the first place is yeah. to see stuff like that happen. Um, now the bridge for our students is understated that that stuff can happen in September, not just in the mountains in the summer at a camp. Um, yep. That's now the bridge, not just for our students, but even for you and me. Um, but we'll continue to walk in that.
0: My constant accountability for myself and for you is like, man, we have to build our Bethel's like we have to build our monuments to remember the faithfulness of God because dry seasons of ministry a long year is ahead like there are going to be droughts there's going to be struggles there's going to be there's going to be spiritual warfare There are going to be difficult seasons difficult things that we have to walk through and it's going to be so easy to forget Mm -hmm. to want to run back to Egypt and say well it was way better there and it's like, man, like the goodness of God is so evident. And so, this podcast will rain tribute for when in October we come back and we're like, man, this is tough. Y'all can yeah. just be like, hey, y- y'all should go listen to this podcast.
1: Yeah, on building your Bethels. Because well, uh, and next uh, year, next year at camp when we're exhausted, it'll be like, hey, remember that one from a year ago? Like, here's all <laughs> the things that God did, and it'll it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll be okay.
0: So guys, if y'all enjoyed this episode, we were just kind of verbally processing camp. Um, I hope it was helpful. Like, I hope that you can listen to this and maybe just be encouraged. Maybe you're serving in students. Maybe you're thinking about serving in students. Maybe you're in ministry and just in a really dry season. Maybe you're in ministry and man, the Lord has just been really good to you. Yeah. Um, hopefully some of these stories and just some of the experiences that we've had as student pastors, resonate with you and encourage you man like it is so easy to come back from camp and think that we like did this great work um but man we're so young and have so much to learn and truthfully have not figured it out and so we've just really enjoyed the sanctification process that the lord has brought us on you guys check us out on tiktok um at sanctified ish or you can check out our personal pages at Reagan Jones 96 97 at rots of 157 97
1: bad. not 96 don't oh don't mislead those people
0: Sorry I didn't mean to age you <laughs> At Reagan Jones 96 that's that's a different account okay that's yeah. that's a uh, that's a college probably girl
1: somewhere <laughs>
0: Cuz I mean everyone that you know whose named is Reagan is you know
1: like Well that That is true. Every Reagan I've ever met. Alpha,
0: Beta, Zeta.
1: Yeah, it's been a a sorority girl at TCU. Yes. And so if there's a male Reagan out there, I'm going to start a Facebook group with all three of us. On TikTok, if you
0: type in Reagan Jones, like a college-aged girl is the first person that comes up so don't follow that account it's not
1: Reagan (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: or you you can check my tiktok out at rots of 157 Um, we have very different accounts but I'm sure you will be entertained by my comments on his videos and my videos so hopefully (laughs) oh gosh see I still have this cough from camp Um, but yeah check us out we would love it Um, you can also check us out on email (laughs) send us an email (laughs) sanctifiedish at gmail.com let us know what you think of the podcast check us out on email we would really
1: appreciate slide it slide into those emails
0: oh, hey bro we are recovering clearly Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thank you guys for watching thank you guys for sticking with us and we will see you in the next episode until next time take care and god bless
1: I'm gonna slide leave into your for a email mission trip,
0: like t- dang it <laughs> I had such
1: a good thing to say. We've been gone for four weeks.